Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am back. We are here in episode five. Hey JC, how you doing from upstate New York, almost Canada? Uh, aloha. Doing quite well on our Friday episode, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> and we have Stephen Short here coming to us from Dublin, Ireland. Hey Stephen. Hey, how are we? Thanks for having me back. I obviously didn't say anything too offensive in the last couple of episodes, so I'm glad to be back. <laughs> or you did not. If anybody would say anything offensive, it'd probably be me uh, uh, being so direct and blunt, which is one of our topics uh, in this five series ep- uh, podcast is about, you know, uh, personality assessments. We've been talking about career coaching. You even mentioned succession planning that I want to talk about a little bit more. I was looking at a news article. It was from uh, la- May 2023, and it said, this is from PR Newswire, 44% of companies still need to develop a succession plan or have no plan at all, while mm-hmm. 16% rely on informal plans, aka winging it. Is that mm-hmm. what you find out there? Because I tell you, it's probably even lower. <laughs> Yeah, so I found yeah, it's about I uh, mine were a little bit higher. I think. Well, I think if you te- no, it's probably the same statistics brought in. There's like sixty percent of companies have nothing written down, mm-hmm. so forty percent have no idea, and sixteen percent are winging it, uh, and only about thirty percent have any kind of a formal process or a formal understanding of what they want to do in succession and what how they want to find a successor. Um, and a lot of the time that is probably to do with the idea that none of us really want to face our own mortality and the idea that if, if I'm not here anymore, then that means that I'm gone and I don't want to think about it. Uh, but actually for the sake of everybody else, you need to have that. And ideally you'll be doing that succession plan while you're still around to go off and enjoy yourself and do lots of other things. Yeah, absolutely. And and, I mean, for family businesses, the succession plan is vital for your family, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're handed it over to other family members, maybe for small entrepreneurs, uh, their goal is to sell out to other companies, and that's fine. But you still need to have a plan. I know with I've worked with a couple clients, uh, small businesses that were like, "Hey, we're about to retire. Nobody in the family wants this business, so now we need to sell it to somebody else." And they didn't realize that it takes years to get that stuff in order. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want to retire in six months. I'm like, good luck. You can retire in six months, but this business is closing. And yep. so I have I have been able to help a few companies. And most of it on my end has to deal with leadership, HR, getting your ducks in a row. But there's so many other things of accounting and technology that you really need to be you know, making sure that you're handling. So thank you for stepping in and helping people across the world with this process, because um, most of, you know, most of the world, the businesses are small businesses, even though all the news is about the large businesses. I have a question for you, Stephen. Sure. According to your LinkedIn profile, you're an entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, succession planner, career guidance and career skills co- uh, coach, selection consultant, and more. But how about this one? And Disney Princess, which you'll be happy to explain. What the heck? I'm in Florida. Nope. Disney's here. <laughs> 
So I, for many years, have been involved in an organization called the Entrepreneurs' Organization. It's a global network of entrepreneurs, and we have a program called the Global Student Entrepreneur Awards, uh, gsea.org. It's a, a support competition for entrepreneurs who are still in third level education who are who own and operate their own business while they're still studying so it's uh, a support to show entrepreneurs actually this is a viable career path for people Uh, so we're in about 50 countries around the world we've uh, we just have actually uh, when we're going out so this friday is going to be the global finals which will be televised or will be streamed on uh, youtube so we have uh, the uh, series of youtube videos uh, interviewing some of the candidates and some of the finalists this year so it's a fantastic event um but before the pandemic we had we used to have the global finals where we had all 50 people together uh, we were in macau and there was a documentary done um called own the room uh, which used the GSEA as a backdrop. They were stud- they were doing a documentary on student entrepreneurship, and our competition was the perfect example of how this works. And so they followed us around. They interviewed all the students. They came to the finals. They came to the different countries to meet all the students. It was a fantastic event, or fantastic documentary. And that is on uh, National Geographic and Disney+. Plus. So if you go to Disney+, Plus, you can search for Own the Room, which is a documentary, uh, and I, at the time, was the global chair of the competition and the MC of the competition. So I'm in the background and I'm on stage and I'm doing everything else. So I am on Disney Plus. Therefore, I am a Disney princess. Nice. That is so cool. Of course, I'm as you're talking, I'm Googling own the room. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be adding that to my watch list there. That is awesome. Thank you so much for doing that because so many uh, we need it. We all just need to help each other out. You know, it, it's a competitive world out there. It's a hard world. The past few years have been insane and crazy. Thank you in advance for that. I want to go jump back over to before we wrap this up to JC, who's going to share some stats with us about um, executives failing. Executives failing. I, I don't have anything on that, Wendy. However, I do have succession plan stats for you if you want them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. According to websites, better up LinkedIn and shortlister. We did aggregate some stats about succession planning for your review and feedback today, Stephen. 56% of firms lack a succession plan. A structured plan is in place in 21% of firms across the globe. An informal succession plan is used by 24% of firms. A formalized plan and strategy is used by 35%. 74% of leaders say that they are unprepared for the problems that they confront in their professions and lack necessary training to move forward. And within the first 18 months of being promoted or recruited, 60% of executives fail. Stephen, yeah, Wendy, back to you. Here's another statistic on the same exact topic about internal promotions or external um, for executives. It's from the Corporate Executive Board, CEB. And basically what you just said, JC, you said 60%. They estimate that 50 to 70% of executives fail within 18 months of taking on a role, regardless of if they were hired externally or promoted internally. So I know I've seen it. Like, oh, you've been here the longest. Here you go. You're in charge now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you haven't quit yet. You're in charge yet. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Stephen? How can our listeners not make that mistake and make sure that they're promoting or hiring, but definitely promoting the right person internally, mm-hmm. not just out of desperation. And, and to piggyback, so, just to add for you, Stephen, before you begin, just remember 60% of the time it works every time. 
That's from Ron Burgundy for you. Back to you. I, I, I'm sure there's a question mark that's supposed to be in there, but yes, uh, from remembering the movie. So, um, so yeah, look, I see this all the time. I see this more often in family businesses, but I see it all the time in, in all businesses. So I came up with uh, a framework. It's the, the five P's of succession planning, um, which are useful for family businesses or they're useful for small businesses or they're useful for larger corporations and entities. So the first P is purpose. What's the purpose that we're trying to accomplish? So for a family business, that can be, what are we trying to do? If we're in the leadership of a small organization, what's the ultimate purpose of the business? How can we get everyone aligned to that? If it's a bigger organization, it could be, what's the purpose of your department? What's the purpose of your division? What's the purpose of your function in the organization? So that clarity of purpose. The next, once we understand the purpose, then the next P is pick. This is where we get into the things like psychometrics that we talked about before, developing, being able to to see who has the potential to lead us to actually where we want to go. And in a family business, that pick might be for a period of time. So you might have, okay, we want to get from 3 million to 12 million in revenue. But once we get to 12 million, we think that we're going to be big enough to, to just see it out and, and we can we can start optimizing and really develop the, the internal references in the company. So for the first six, seven years, we need Mary, who is the results-driven, hyper-focused, growth-orientated uh, sister, and she's going to be the CEO to get us from that three to 12 million. But then once we get to that point and we're saying, look, 12 million is where we want and our market share and all the rest of it, actually, Sean is the more process-driven person, so he's going to be the person who's going to step in as CEO then and keep things turning along. So understanding the purpose of what we're doing and then the pick of who's going to get us there that's vitally important. The next bit then is prepare because we've we've said this, you said this on an earlier episode, I think you said something like eight or nine months of to train people or eight or nine months salary to, to get people trained up. Because a lot of the time when we, uh, in, especially in bigger organizations, we got congratulations, you're the new chief marketing officer. Start on Monday, we want results by next Tuesday. So it, <laughs> there's, there's very little preparation that goes into that and very little coaching and training, whether that's internal or external. Uh, so for family businesses, I try to say, look, if you're handing over the ultimate reins of the business for succession, you need anywhere from three to five years as an ideal um, time frame to be able to impart as much knowledge as possible. Obviously, that can happen in tandem and you can have people being coached as they go along within corporates and corporations. Um, then the fourth P is promote, actually give the person the job, hand them over the baton. But the second meaning of promote, then you have to be that person's biggest cheerleader. So if somebody has a disagreement with what they're saying and they're coming to you is going, oh, but remember when we used to do that? It's like, no, no, mm -hmm. he's the boss. She's the boss. Whatever is she, whatever he or she says, I am 100% behind what they're doing because you, the, otherwise you're undermining them. Now, you can have as many conversations as you want behind closed doors. You can fundamentally disagree with what they're doing and try to help coach them to your way of thinking. But publicly, you have to be their biggest cheerleader. Uh, and then the fifth P is patience, because look, at some point it's going to hit the fan. We have to be able to deal with it. We're all humans. Uh, and so long as we're learning and going through the cycle, um, the five P's will help you with your succession planning. I love it. Purpose, pick, prepare, promote, and patience. The Five Ps by Stephen Short. Hey, Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. We are definitely going to be blasting this all over social media. I am checking out your Disney Princess 
everything. <laughs> and we really hope uh, for our listeners today that this information has been helpful. Thanks for joining us and take care. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.